Warning, if you're looking for positivity or fun, this podcast episode will disappoint you. So please save yourself some time and click away. However, if you're someone who's been hurt, if somebody abused you, if somebody betrayed, mistreated, deceived you, this podcast will be helpful for you. You are the person in my mind. You are the one I'm talking to. You are listening to The Anna Zabo Show, a podcast for Christian women where we have conversations about God, gospel, and the matters of life. If you enjoy this episode, please write and post your podcast review today. And remember to share it on social media. Oh, by the way, the calm music I add to the end of each episode is for your thinking pleasure. Now, enjoy the show. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I am talking to you not from my closet tonight. Tonight is Friday. It is December 15th and I cannot be in my closet on the floor, which is the way I've always recorded this podcast for good sound quality. But it's very cold outside and my closet is very cold and I cannot sit there for so long. So I am sitting on my orange couch in my living room and to protect you from echo and poor sound quality, I covered myself in three blankets. My head is covered with blankets and my laptop where I have the software Audacity for recording the audio. So together me and my laptop are covered with three blankets and you already know that I don't have any expensive equipment. So it's just my old 2011 MacBook Pro, really beat up and my cheap iPhone headphones. <laughs> but I've been faithfully showing up here every week and even more often than every week. And I have 43 pieces of content out there for you now. This is number 43, right? More than that, because some content I didn't even number, then it's just called bonus. And the reason why I do it is because I want you to know that in your pain, in your adversity, in your tough times, in your challenging seasons of life, you're not alone. You know, today at noon, I did a Facebook Live on my personal Facebook profile, and the video was about emotions. It was about adversity in my personal life, and it was about my journey of just demystifying impressions of people that they have of me, that I'm always positive, and I always wear high heels, and I'm always put together, which is so not true. So... In today's podcast, I'm going to walk you through how I forgive. It's very challenging for me to talk about this, but I wanted to share it with you because this so-called model, I just call it model because people have been asking me so many times, how do you forgive? How do you forgive? So many bad things happen to you. Devastating things happen to me just in the last one and a half years since I married Michael last May. And there has to be forgiveness every day in my life. I'm still recovering. I'm still hurting. 
And because I've been practicing it, and I guess the people who are close to me have seen the results of it, I thought I gotta share it with you because there is a thing that I do. There is a system, there is a model, there is a structure to the process of forgiveness I go through every single day. Yep, every single day. Sometimes even multiple times a day, like this Tuesday, this week. Michael and I had a hearing and I promised you an update and what can I say? There was no resolution. It was turned into a fight of two attorneys for two hours in front of me and Michael and the general public and the judge. It was extremely untruthful, humiliating and also awesome. It was awesome because... When I went there, I had no one to count on but God. I went there armed with the armor of God, and I produced a vlog for you about it. I've been actually secretly from you <laughs> producing a vlog on my YouTube channel, NSA JD MBA, and this vlog is called God's Promises. For 30 days, I produced 30 videos. Everything about my challenges in my daily life, everything about my adversity and how I handle it, because I have nothing to stand on but God's promises. And when I went there on Tuesday, I only had God with me. My attorney submitted to me on Friday the response to the motion that she was going to file, and I told her it's inaccurate, false information. And I sent her my edits and she refused to implement them. When she sent me her final document that she told me in writing, she filed already with the court, my edits were not implemented there. It was false information that she filed on my behalf, which is what she told me in her email. When I got there on Tuesday, I knew I couldn't find, count on her. I knew that she was making false statements on my behalf, lying in the court of law about many things. Like, for example, she had in writing from me that I invested over 100 hours into remodeling our marital residence. And in her written statement and in her oral statement, she said this Tuesday that I told her I invested thousands of hours. She also knew that I lost my job in August. She had it in writing. She saw my involuntary resignation letter was forced to resign in August. And she stated in the court of law this Tuesday that I resigned in July. She was very aware from all the testimonials of all of our witnesses, all the written paperwork. <laughs> For four days, we talked about the fact that Michael and I had an agreement prior to getting married that Michael would do three Ironman competitions. And in her response, she stated that we had an agreement that Michael would do one Ironman competition. So after I saw all the slides, I knew that I couldn't count on her. And she told me that she submitted them to court on Friday. But when Michael's attorney showed up on Tuesday, he informed the judge that she just submitted it on Monday. So I knew that anywhere I turned there were lies, lies and lies and lies. I couldn't get any true information from her. 
This topic will be one of the examples as we walk through the Jesus forgiveness model. I want to introduce to you today the Jesus forgiveness model. It is a very simple model that I created for myself. I never thought that I would share it with anybody, but eventually the more people have been asking me how I go through process of forgiveness, the more I realized I have to share this model because it works every single time. So that's what I'm going to do today. And I'm going to use three real life examples. One example will be the divorce with Michael. One example will be my childhood abuse and my mother. And the third example will be a business relationship where somebody mistreated you and let you down. And it's going to be an example of my attorney and our recent hearing. So I'm going to walk you through and then you will get to practice as the Jesus forgiveness model relates to your personal life, okay? So let's talk about the Jesus forgiveness model. It's very, very simple. If you write down the word Jesus and then each letter will be a start of a word, here are your words. J stands for judgment. E stands for ego, S stands for scriptures, U stands for understanding, and S stands for surrender. So if you spell out Jesus in a column, then in uh, rows you're going to have judgment, ego, scriptures, understanding, and surrender. So in my Facebook video today and on my podcast so many times, I talked about emotions. I talked about being in your pain and gaining awareness of your own feelings and being present with them. I talked about developing a watchful observer in your head and recognizing and understanding and allowing for your own thoughts without judging them. So I'm going to very openly and vulnerably share with you my thoughts and my emotions and my feelings so that you understand how to walk yourself through the Jesus forgiveness model. These examples will be not to condemn anyone. They will only be for the purposes of demonstration how this model works. So let's start with Michael. Michael and I got married last year. He lured me into this marriage. He pretended to be a good Christian man. He basically deceived me into remodeling the house he had before we got married. It was worth $146,000 last February, and he sold it for two forty-five dollars last month. He asked me to marry him. We got married last May. Instantly, he abandoned the marriage, called his bicycle my other wife I cheat on you with, refused to be my husband and said he's not interested in this marriage and all he wants to do is to be an Ironman and compete in Kona. And now, $75,000 in attorney fees later, we are divorced after a jury trial we had for four days. (laughs) And I carry on his last name. (laughs) Okay, so let's start with judgment in this model. What goes in the judgment are very important things. The things that I kind of just told you, those things like these judgments I made, you just heard them from me. I said, Michael abandoned me. I said, Michael lured me into this marriage. He deceived me into house remodeling. All of those 
thoughts, all of those perceptions, all of those conclusions you have about your situation, about how somebody deceived, mistreated, abused you, you're going to put it all in this raw judgment, okay? Let's talk next about ego. Ego has to do everything with our entitlement. In my situation with Michael, this will be, I deserved to know the truth about his intentions to lure me into house remodeling and sell the house for profit. I deserve to be treated differently. I deserved to be honored as his wife instead of abandoned. I deserved to be married to Michael because I love him. I deserved this, this, and the other. Whatever it is that I can keep going on and on and on, all of it, I write in my journals. I write it in this row. And you need to write all of this ego-related entitlement uh, related statements they will go right here in this row okay now why do we do this when you pray when i pray to god he wants us to be in an intimate relationship with him he wants us to be very specific we can't move on from our negative circumstances unless we process our pain we can't process our pain if we're not aware where the pain is coming from. We will never be able to find out what causes the pain and where it's coming from unless we sit down and look into ourselves. If we observe our thoughts, if we observe our judgments, if we observe our ego, we will be able to find out what causes the pain and then we will be able to process it by grieving and also praying about it, taking all of these judgments to God. Now, only after you do this too, judgment and ego, I want you to move to scriptures. Scriptures have to do everything with the word of God because our emotions are not a very reliable source of information. How we feel changes often too randomly. That's why to confidently walk toward our destination, we need to immerse ourselves in truth extendingly. That's a verse from a poem I wrote about standing on God's promises. So our destination, as I said in this poem, is our eternity. Remember that. God has us on a journey. He wants to sanctify us. He wants to make us more Christ-like. He wants to equip and prepare us for our eternity. He wants to change us into being more like Jesus. So whatever happens in our life, after we process our human emotions, feelings, judgments, and ego, which are all a part of us, we need to go back to the roots of everything, the Word of God. And here are the scriptures on forgiveness. This one is the most important one for me. Do not judge others, and God will not judge you. Do not condemn others, and God will not condemn you. Forgive others, and God will forgive you. That's Luke 736. Uh, I'm sorry, 637. And then forgive others, and God will forgive you. Well, you already know if you've been a long-time listener. I've shared with you here that I sent Michael mean messages with middle finger pictures and told him what I think about him and where he should go 
and how to get there. I can be condemned and judged by God for that, but I want to be forgiven, right? Well, here God tells me, if I want to be forgiven, I must forgive. It's that simple, but it's not, right? It's not. It's simple, but it's not easy. Here's another scripture that really, really is the one that I keep coming back to. If you forgive others the wrongs they have done to you, your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive the wrongs you have done. Matthew 6, 14, 15. Then the question of forgiveness becomes, do I want to be forgiven? When we set out to forgive others, the question is, do I want to be forgiven by my Father, God of the entire universe? Yes, I do. So then I must forgive. That's what goes into the S line, okay? So we talked about the J line, we talked about the E line, we talked about the S line. Now we're going to talk about the U line. The U, remember, what does it stand for? Understanding. The understanding line is very simple for me. When I think about what happened on the cross, when I think that Jesus bled and died for me, he died to set me free. I envision it so clearly. And I envision Barabbas. You already heard on this podcast the story of Barabbas, who was the one to be crucified. But people condemned Jesus instead. And Barabbas was set free to go. And Jesus took death upon himself. And Barabbas was stunned. And I think about it, and I think, I am a Barabbas. I was set free by Jesus, and he was crucified for me. And when I think about it, and when I envision it, that gives me understanding that I do not get to live by my own rules, that he died for me, and he set me free. He paid my debt, and out of gratitude, in my faith, believing that the Bible is God-breathed word, I have an understanding what those scriptures say and how to live my life. So the understanding, the U-line, gives us peace about what we should do, gives us the depth of the depth of not just knowledge in our head, but knowledge on the level of heart and soul. What happened on the cross with Jesus? That determines how we forgive. So the S line stands for surrender. That is the final step of the Jesus forgiveness model. And what we do here is we submit all of our hurts, judgments, ego, entitlement to Jesus. We lift it up to Him. We pray about it and we surrender to His request of us to forgive. I have to go through it on a daily basis. This is not a one-time event because resentment, bitterness, and ego, they rise up things in us every day. New things come up new things. Michael keeps betraying me. We are going still through trial, right? Every single day I have to go through this. And that releases you 
that releases that bitterness, resentment, anger, rage, pain from building up. You release it and process it every day through the Jesus forgiveness model. Let's do another another model. Let's do it in the world of business, okay? So let's take my attorney who first filed an untruthful motion on my behalf without my signature or approval. On August 7th, I sent her a written email saying that the motion that it was that she was going to file on my behalf was untruthful and I was not approving of it. And at 3 p.m. she scheduled a meeting for me to come there to edit it, to work on it, and then to sign it. And before I came to her office, she filed the false motion on my behalf. So let's go through the Jesus forgiveness model. Let's go through the J line. When we think about the judgment, the J line, right? The judgment is going to come here. What I sent her in my letter this week on Tuesday, um, on Wednesday, I'm sorry. On Wednesday, I sent her a letter and I told her that I am filing a complaint with the Georgia Bar Association because she violated a variety of rules. So my judgment here would be she was unprofessional. She was not diligent and she was not truthful. What's going to go in my E-line? Can you guess? In the ego line. In the ego line, I'm going to write down things like entitlement. Remember, I deserved to be represented by this attorney in a professional manner. I deserved for this attorney to make truthful statements on my behalf. I deserved for this attorney not to file with the court things I told her in writing I do not approve and there are clear lies. So all of this is going to go into the E-line, right? What about scriptures? Do you remember the scriptures that we just went through? If you forgive others the wrongs they have done to you, your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive the wrongs you have done. Matthew 6, 14, 15. So this scripture goes here, and along with it goes the scripture. And when you stand and pray... Forgive anything you may have against anyone so that your Father in heaven will forgive the wrongs you have done. Mark eleven twenty five. Okay, so now we processed the S line and we're moving toward the U line. Understanding. Understanding is what happened on a cross. Jesus bled and died. He took a death upon himself for me. So he gets to decide how I should live my life. And I shall live my life according to his word, out of gratitude for my salvation. And once we process this understanding over and over again, for me personally, I know I'm the Barabbas. I was in line to be condemned, but Jesus freed me and took all condemnation upon himself and set me free. And so with that understanding, we're moving to the S-line, surrender. And that's what I did. And as things pop up, like she did not tell me about my divorce until 18 days later, she was withheld that information from me. So now we are really worried that she will not tell me what the judge decides regarding attorney fees. So maybe I will have to continue forgiving her. I'm not sure. But I know that for now, my surrender, my S line is going to have here, I forgave Danielle and I forgive her. And in my heart, I do. Remember that poem I wrote about forgiveness? 
Forgiveness is a lifelong journey. It's a decision to set people free from the debt of offense they owe you, issuing them an intentional debt-free decree. The beneficiary of that decree, though, is not them. It's you who experiences liberation from anger and bitterness as you no longer condemn. So issue people the forgiveness decree with no hesitation. Forgive people often or daily or even hourly. Decide to quit taking the resentment poison. Commit to letting go of grudges sincerely and move lightheartedly toward your new horizons. As you can see through this process and through this poem that forgiving others is basically all about you and your relationship with Jesus. Let's talk about our childhood pain. Just like you know already, I love Michael with all my heart and I wish we still had a family and he did not destroy it. I love my mom. She abused me every single day of my 24 years while I lived with her until I moved to America. She abused me physically, emotionally. She sexualized me. I cannot even tell you. You know all of this from Tell Me How You Really Feel podcast here that I produced for you. But I love my mom. And I know that with Michael, I truly married my mom. Just like I told you on November 19th, Michael sent me an invitation to an event with him. And I told him that he shall never contact me again or I'll file a restraining order against him. In the same way, I don't have a relationship with my mother. I tried so hard. But because she's so abusive, it never worked. And she just reached out to me again yesterday. And I know it's not going to work. It's not going to work because their mindset, Michael and my mom's, is all about themselves. They're takers. And all they want is to suck a life out of you and trash you. But I love Michael. And I pray for him. And I love my mom. And I pray for her. And I wish if I were to tell Santa Claus my wish. It's five days. It's nine days before Christmas. I would say I want to love Michael in his presence. Not on my own, you know. Because I can love Michael all my life. For the rest of my life I can continue loving Michael. But I cannot be with him. And I love my mom and I cannot be with her in a relationship either. So I think the most painful part is abuse and sexualization I experienced by my mother. And I developed sexual addiction for my entire adulthood. I struggled until I gave my life to Jesus. So let's start with the J line. Can you guess already what, what's going to go here? Judgment, right? So my mom was abusive. My mom sexualized me. My mom did not take care of me. My mom left me abandoned, so I was exposed to so much violence. My mom exposed me to suicide by threatening me with suicide, so that's why I committed suicide twice. I tried to commit suicide twice. My mom didn't care about me. My mom did not love me. All of these things, they're going to go right here, okay? Now, in the E line, we're going to have things that relate to my entitlement. So the things that are going to come here are going to be, I deserved to be loved by my mother. I deserved to have a safe home. 
I deserve to, to not be sexualized and to have a normal childhood instead. I deserved to not be called a boy's name until I was seven years old. I deserved not to know that she hated me, did not want me, and went to abort me. I deserved all of these things, right? Okay, now we're moving toward the S line. You tell me what are we going to put here. Yep, we're going to put Mark 11.25. And when you stand and pray... Forgive anything you may have against anyone so that your Father in heaven will forgive the wrongs you have done. What else goes there? Yes, Matthew 4, Matthew 6, 14, 15. If you forgive others the wrongs they have done to you, your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive the wrongs you have done. Okay? And now we're moving to, yep, U-line, understanding. What happened on the cross? Jesus died to set me free. He bled. He chose to take death upon himself. He decides how I should live my life. And out of the gratitude, out of the sense of deep gratitude for my salvation, I trust the word of God, the Bible. And so I surrender right we're moving toward the s line i surrender and so i forgive i forgive my mom i forgive my mom and i plan to be forgiving her for the rest of my life and not to hold grudges against her when grief comes when sadness comes when new events come up that's the process i go through can you do it on your own remember to write it out j stands for judgment E-line stands for ego, S-line stands for scriptures, U-line stands for understanding of what happened on the cross, and S-line stands for surrender and us surrendering to God and forgiving, okay? So let me pray for you. Father God, I am so excited about the things you're doing in my life and in the life of a woman listening. And these things are not rainbow unicorny. Father, just like I received a message saying I'm always positive, I'm not. I'm a real human being with a real soul. I have grief and I have sadness. I have fears and anxieties. And so is the woman listening. And we love you so much, Father. You are sovereign. You're all-knowing, you're everlasting, you're always present. You know the plan you have for us, and we don't. Father, I don't have infinite intelligence, and, and the woman listening, she doesn't. We don't understand why bad things happen to us. I don't understand why I had to go through all of this, why I have to still go through all of this. But I do know for sure, I do know for sure, that Jesus died for me and for the woman listening. And because he paid a very high price for our salvation, we trust your promises, Father. We, pro we trust your every promise. As I went to court this Tuesday, the only one who went there with me was you. You're the only one I can count on. 
So the woman listening may go through devastating disappointments, may go right now through severe adversity, intolerable heartache, unfair heartbreak. But you use all things together for good, even when we cannot see it in the season. So I pray for acceptance. I pray for peace. And I pray for trusting you every step of the way because you make our path straight. I pray in the marvelous name of Jesus. Amen.